We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here, 1 o'clock hour on Cody and Gold. Reminder, coming up in 20 minutes, we're headed out to Arrowhead. You're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Everything pushed back a day this week even though the game, of course, is pushed up a day with the Chiefs playing on Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs do have to make that decision on McCall Harbin by 3 o'clock today, whether or not to activate him from IR. Every indication is that that is going to happen, but we'll hear from Andy coming up. Also, the NFL holding another conference call, updating everyone on where we're at, of course, with the games this weekend, but also, most importantly, the, the health of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, the reports continue to be the same uh, now directly from the NFL, that he remains in critical condition, that he remains in ICU, there are promising signs, though, in terms of uh, some of the things the doctors were hoping to see overnight. That includes, according to DeMar Hamlin's uncle, that uh, the use of oxygen is down from 100% to 50%. So, again, trending in the right direction. As far as the game, uh, on the conference call this afternoon, NFL executive Jeff Miller said that conversations regarding the status of the Bills-Bengals game and whether or not it would be remade or made up are ongoing. They're likely to have an announcement in the coming days regarding when and whether the game will be played. So it is still up in the air whether or not we're going to see that game replayed, whether it's going to be no contest, wins, losses, all that's up in the air. When you say on a Wednesday in the coming days, uh, that to me, I say, that's okay, by Friday. Friday. Yeah, then that to me is, okay, Friday, we'll find out, right? I mean, that's kind of the vibe you're yeah. getting. Yeah, that sounds right. I wonder if you could make like a half. I, I know that we were discussing this earlier and we were trying to find the answer. Is there a way for a half measure, which is we'll play the game if it matters? So just have uh, tentative plans. If, 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 Chiefs if, lose the Chiefs, or Chiefs win. if the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals all win, we will still play this game at this time under these circumstances. And, you know? then, and knowing that if this happens, the playoffs are getting pushed back Here's a the week. Thing. It's most <laughs> likely to matter almost any circumstance. Because if, if the Bengals lose, it definitely matters, right? If the Bills lose, it definitely matters. If the Chiefs lose, it still matters. Like, I mean, because then Cincinnati could still jump. Like, there's there's almost no way, like, unless everyone, if everyone wins, it still matters, you know? Because then the Chiefs and the Buffalo are still deciding the number one seed. I just don't think they know that. I, I think they're probably wrestling through the same thing we've gone through on the air here, Gold, which is there is no good solution. Right. And, you know, and I, and I do go back to, like, the Derek Johnson comments. Like, people are like, well, just cancel week 18 and then figure out the rest. I'm like... The Chiefs played the next day after Javon Belcher. Mm-hmm. The only time they moved the whole season back a week was at the beginning after 9-11. Like, I mean, like, and this that was is... Week, that was week one. This is week one. And this is certainly unprecedented. It is. It is absolutely unprecedented. It's terrifying what's going on with DeMar Hamlin. And you hope, from the sounds of it, maybe things are slightly improving little by little. 
You really do hope that you keep getting good news on the DeMar Hamlin front. But I think part of the reason that they were hoping not to make it is they were hoping to find, I still think it comes down to like hoping to find out more good information before they release their plan. I think that they are working through those scenarios, but there's only one or two real options. It's push everything back a week. It is just call it a no contest. I really think that those are the only two things they're between right now. I'd be surprised if it was any other choice. Yeah, I just I don't think you can just say win win for both teams. I I don't think you can hand out wins in the NFL. I, I I don't believe that's a possibility. I think that would also just be kind of ridiculous considering the other options. And so, best case is you push things back a week and you pick up that game in the first quarter next week. Like the notion that like, well, can they even be ready to play that game? As of right now, we know they're playing on Sunday already. So, like, that doesn't become the issue anymore. We don't know how they're going to perform. The, the Bills against the Patriots, Cincinnati against Baltimore. But their game on Sunday is not canceled. So, if, that, if, if we get good news on the health mm-hmm. and they're playing Sunday, then they could play next Thursday sure, or, Even or if next it is, Saturday. I mean, I get it. It's going back to the stadium, hypothetically, and it's, it's the team that you were up against. Like, it brings up more emotions than playing the Patriots, certainly. Um, just from from a circumstance, but it's yeah. but at some point Buffalo is going to step on a football field again. Of and yeah, well, based the, on the, the playoff scenarios, on. there's a pretty good chance that they will step on the football field against Cincinnati more than once this year if they play that game. Like, right. there's a more than zero yeah. percent, way better than zero percent chance that that would occur again this year. So, and you know, they're all first place teams right now. They're likely to play each other again next year. You know, whatever. But it's a lot of this is I don't I honestly. I feel like I'm going to try to really avoid crushing the NFL for whatever decision they make, whether it benefits or doesn't benefit the Chiefs, even if they chose both wins. An idea you hate. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try not to, because I don't hate it, but I, I'm going to try not to beat up the NFL too much for this because I don't think that there is a good decision. No, they're, they're in a terrible spot uh, from trying to figure out what they should do that has maybe the, the least amount of repercussions for everybody uh, and, quote, unquote, as fair as possible. Um, yeah, I, I think the win one is the worst scenario because I just don't believe in – the NFL, even with unprecedented circumstances, you don't just give wins away. You don't just hand a team a win. You just you can't do that. I don't think they should both get losses unless they actually have to declare a In a weird way, it's like, like Cincinnati yeah. shouldn't get a loss either, by the way. The, the only team that, if there was any scenario that got a loss, unfortunately, would be the Buffalo Bills. They left, understandably so, but they left, they went home. That's I understand we've we've talked yeah, plenty. They should have. We've talked a ton about the health and all that. That's not trying to be insensitive, but it is real. We're talking the football ramifications right at this present moment. And they're, the, the Cincinnati Bengals should not get a loss for what happened on Monday night. I don't think either team should, but there's certainly one team that should not. It's just, and no. that is the Cincinnati Bengals. And this, I mean, I, obviously, this is the internal struggle is how different would this conversation be if both these teams are three and ten? Or if it was week two of the season, Cody, when, it, yeah. when we didn't seem to know for sure what the ramification was. It's so hard because you can see on paper right now the, what happens if you give a team a draw. One division gets decided. One team jumps ahead for the number one seed. One team, like, it has, it has an absolute domino effect that you know. You can tangibly see how quickly it changes your entire playoff setup. Because, and that goes into the whole thing about what made this so, like, bigger, like what made it even bigger than the already terrifying circumstance that it was and the concern over his health is because you were had two of the best teams in the AFC taking each other on on Monday Night Football. Like all of this just makes yeah, it. it was the game of the year, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, was, was. it was built it was. up and it, w- it wasn't just a noon kickoff. I mean, the entire country, you know, quote unquote, was watching the game on Monday night. I just... It's there's no good decision. I think from the sounds of it, at least we'll probably know by the end of this weekend if this is the 
Well, have, have to know by the end of this weekend. I, well, you know, by the end of this week. By I Friday, think. okay. Yeah, by Friday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, by Friday, I think we'll know. I think we'll know what, the, what their decision is, which means we'll have an idea of what's going to happen to Kansas City in the upcoming, you know, like, obviously the Raiders game means something no matter what. Because they can't lose, even if they call this correct, no contest. Right? They have to win this game no matter what if they want to be the number one seed. So yeah, Everything to play for if you're the Chiefs. Of course. Every, everything to yeah, play everything for. Everything to play for anyway, because the Bills could have lost to the Patriots even if they had yeah. beaten Cincinnati in that game. Divisional rival, you're trying to, you know, if you're Mahomes, you still have never lost on the road in a divisional game. Trying to keep that thing alive. Going on for this weekend against the Raiders. All of it's the Raiders in general, right? I mean, just there, there, there's no question about motivation for the Chiefs uh, in terms of getting the job done on Saturday afternoon. I don't know what they're going to do. They're stuck. I mean, they're stuck. I, I really think they're <laughs> – I really think they're stuck. But the NFL is going to make a call, and we're all just going to have to live with it. It's going to feel unfair. The playoffs are going to feel weird. Something's not going to feel right about it, but so be it. Because, obviously, things have to be weird. Things have you, to be different. And you're not the only one saying that, so I don't disagree. Like, do you – like, people, I don't know, maybe think I'm being insensitive, like, are you gonna like truly? Are you guys, are you going to feel weird come playoff time? Like I honestly, I don't. I'm asking. A fair, I think so. Like, I think I'll always point, think about like, like if the Chiefs get the one seed. Let's call I, the. I'll, I'll feel I, weird about it. Yeah. Again, I'm, I don't think you're alone, Cody. I I I won't feel that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what you're supposed to just feel horrific forever? I think I know, but like I, I, I don't understand. I think if it will ever be a conversation, let's say the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl, they get the bye and they go on to win the Super Bowl. I think there's a pretty good chance that this will forever be a conversation around this Super Bowl win. The only way it is, though, Cody, is that would also require the Bills to keep on winning their playoff games. I understand. But then even like then. If the, Bill, if the but, Bills lose in the first round of the playoffs, you're still going to say that that's the only reason why the Chiefs I'm made it wonder, to the Super Bowl? I'm going to wonder what impact that kind of tragedy had on them. Well, yeah. So, okay, so now that's two different conversations. Which impacts the Chiefs? Would, like, I no, know no, it's, no, 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 no. Two different conversations, though. I thought we were talking about seating. Nobody's saying that there's not an emotional impact about what happened yeah. to Buffalo. I thought you were saying, how are you not going to feel gross in terms of getting the number one seat? That's two different conversations. They should nobody, apologize nobody's for getting saying, it, but I, Nobody's you, saying that the Buffalo Bills aren't going to have repercussions from this forever. Of course. I'm saying from a seating perspective, I don't think it will be a tainted run to the Super Bowl if the Bills don't get the number one seat. I think it will forever be a part of the conversation. You you yourself yeah. have said how big of a deal is to get number one seat. If they get it under weird circumstances, it will always feel weird. Yeah, I would just argue that the Chiefs heading into Monday night's game were the number one seat. The Bills had to win that game as well. So it wasn't. It wasn't. No, as if the, the, it it was, wasn't a lock. I know. That, that's my only. I, I, I. We're acting as if the Bills were 100 percent guaranteed to be the number one seed. No, they weren't. And I, I'm like, we'll never know. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, I'm sure that's you know. Like, I get it. Like from a Chiefs perspective, Gold, I think it's easy to say what you're saying, which is, ah, they could have lost that game anyway, right? So the Chiefs could have been the number one seed. We don't know. So there's nothing weird about the postseason run. No, I'm it just, just doesn't on the feel other that way. To I'm me. taking it on the other end, which like, I think people are saying. The automatic on the other end as well, though, which is the idea like this is taken away from the Bills. They didn't guarantee. They didn't, no, I know. Guaranteed to win the it number one It just feels that way seed. because they were the one seed, and now there's an unprecedented circumstance. I understand. Like, I just think I'll always think of it that way. Well, I'm always, we're always, we're never going to forget what, what occurred. I just, to, 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 to say, though, let's say the Chiefs uh, end up going on to winning the Super Bowl, to say that that only occurred because what happened on Monday night occurred, I think would be absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You're right. People probably would point at that, but that to me would be insane to say that that's the only reason why a team ended up still winning three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, is because they got the number one seed. That's the only you, you and I go back and forth. If anything, you said you don't reason, think it, it matters. You, you, you even said you don't think it matters that much. 
Yeah, I've told you that I'd still take the one seed. I just right, said right, right, I said right. in the long run, I still think there's a chance that it'll matter less um, over time. But you and I both agree that we're going to probably have to have that conversation <laughs> in a decade. We get a better sense of the percentage of teams who make it coming out of the buy into the Super Bowl. Because right now, in the first couple of years, the one seed has meant less. More wild card teams make the postseason than ever. More good wild card teams exist than ever before. So it's weird. Coming up next, we're going to head out to Arrowhead. You're going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid along with Patrick Mahomes. Get their thoughts on how this could all play out and also where they're at injury-wise heading into Saturday. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, we're going to actually head out to Arrowhead in just a couple of minutes. Expected to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We'll get a little update on where things are at. Injury-wise, of course, Andy uh, going to speak, I imagine, on tomorrow Hamlin and uh, the team's thoughts on what occurred on Monday night and also just going forward. As we know, the NFL hasn't yet uh, discussed whether to postpone you know, the Patriots-Bills game this week, uh, everything on the table, whether or not they're going to pick back up the, the, the Bengals and Buffalo game next week. All that's still out there and obviously has repercussions for, for the Chiefs and plenty of teams in the NFL. So uh, let's go out to Arrowhead right now and hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Uh, we just pulled off. Uh, and then... Uh, guys that were uh, limited, uh, McColl went out and did, did some good work today. Um, and we're, we're just going to see how he feels tomorrow. It's day by day. He's trying his heart out to, to get back in here, man. You know, um, and Legereus Sneed uh, with the hip pointer, Sky Moore with the hand, came out and did just a few things. He, um, that hand's still swollen, though. I mean, he's, he's not... Uh, and sore. He split, I, I think, have I talked to you since? He split his hand. His hand split open there. Okay. So, um, and had sutures put in. Uh, so he's recovering from that. I, I don't remember where we went with this. Uh, so we're off the schedule. Yeah, we did this out of respect for DeMar and his situation. So, uh, but, um, and then uh, Joe Tooney, I had mentioned, uh, Hurt his ankle. He's practiced the last two days, so he's he's doing good there. Um, we look forward to the challenge of playing the Raiders. Uh, you know, we just <laughs> we just got done doing our 
our two-minute work study, and um, one of the things you, you notice real quick is they're in every game. Not that you didn't know that, but they're in every game right to the end. Um, and uh, these other there were plenty of two-minute plays at the at the end of game. So um, they they've got a good football team. Their young quarterback uh, sure did a nice job the other day, <clears throat> and um, they're well coached. So uh, we. Uh, you know, again, we look forward to that challenge. Though. That it's Raiders and it's it's Chiefs, and doesn't get any better than that. So we're looking forward to going out there and playing them. Anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy, was there any thought that there <laughs> may not be games played this weekend? How you guys just kind of gone across that in conjunction? Yeah. So uh, you don't know in a situation like this, um, and. Uh, you know, so we, we just listened and kind of played it by ear with what the league has told us. And, um, and so we go forward and uh, we've practiced and, and we're doing our thing. So, but you, you know, in this case, you're listening to whatever uh, the league office gives you. And we trust their decision making. I mean, I thought they did a great job the other night. And, um, you know that's that's not an easy thing. Is it? I mean that's a tough situation, and they they took it in their hand to to cancel or postpone a game. That's you know it's a you know it's a, a bold it's a bold move for a great reason. So. Are you watching live at, at, at the time? I know you were going to be in and out of doing things, but yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah, it was terrible. So I I felt just like everybody else did. It's terrible. I'm just, you know, I'm glad he's making progress from what I, I've gathered, like you have. I mean, we're all listening. So um, sounds like he's making progress, and that that's the most important thing, right? So. Coach, understandably, this is affecting players' mental makeups throughout the league, and I'm sure here too. How do you manage, I guess, and, and balance that with the urgency of having to prepare for a game on Saturday? Yeah, so, you know, with Dr. T and our crew here, um, we've uh, – you know, we address the issue uh, right away. I mean, it's this is real, and it's uh, so we 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 didn't tiptoe around it. I mean, we we addressed it with the team and talked to them, and they know they have counsel there if they need it. The league's got counsel for them if they need it. Um, so, um, you know, that's that's how we went about it. And it just to clarify when you say address, do you mean? Beyond just caring for Demar, as far as these guys potentially maybe seeing themselves in his shoes at all, or anything. Well, yeah, I mean they saw it like we did, so um, just to know that there's help for them if they need to talk to somebody, that, that we're we're available. You know, whether it's religiously, psychologically, we've got we have all the tools. Plus, the league has tools to help you through that. Yeah, Coach and Lee. and coaches. I mean, we're we're here uh, the same way. So if player were to need help or the coach needs help it's there Looks like we lost connection there a little bit. We'll see if we can get reconnected. Of course, Andy Reid talking at the, the brunt of the uh, press conference there about how the team has handled uh, the situation uh, with DeMar Hamlin and, and obviously offering resources uh, to the team. Uh, did mention at the beginning, Cody, on the injury front for the Chiefs, uh, Harrison Butker dealing with back spasms. I mean, they're there's a chance they have to go and get, get a kicker. kicker. The reason why this is problematic uh, is they're also trying to activate potentially McCall Hardman. 
by three o'clock today for the IR. You know, opening up the the IR window's already open, but to to so add him to the to, active you have roster, two spots for players who can't play. So that what's becomes... the corresponding moves? Yeah, so that's by three o'clock today. Something has to happen. Obviously, not not great timing uh, on the back spasms to to crop up here for Harrison Butker when you're already trying to figure out a roster spot for. McCall Hartman. He's admitting that there's a chance they'll have to bring in another kicker. All right, let's go right back out there. This is really unprecedented, right? We haven't seen a situation like this. Um, this has been such a next man up mentality in football. This is different than that. Um, is there? There's no roadmap to how to deal with this with players. Is there really? No. I mean, we've had people paralyzed, unfortunately, um, and guys have worked through that. Um, I, I think everybody's kind of waiting for more information on this situation. And uh, but what they saw was obviously, you know, devastating. I mean, I, that was that was a tough deal. I, I would say. I mean, it's so. I, I, you guys were watching it, so you you know, it's that just kick in the gut feeling. Andy, um, with Harrison Butker, do you? Yeah, there's a chance. Well, there's a chance we do. He he's doing he's doing okay, but just from a, a security standpoint, there's a chance we do that. We're we haven't quite got that far, but um, you know, there's a chance you might you might have to do that. And that's nothing with I mean, you know, Harrison. We have full trust in Harrison, so I don't want, don't want to start that kind of stuff. Um, and McCole Hardman, I believe today is the, the day you have to either activate him or not activate him. You're going to put him up on the, on the active roster. Yeah, so Brett, Brett's going to go go through that and make sure they got they've got everything covered there. Um, uh, we'll just see how that goes from here. I, I didn't talk to him here before I came in to, about that. So, a couple more guys. Is, is there is there anything that the, that the team is going to do um, for tomorrow? I know some teams have donated to his. Um, Charity event. I don't know if there's anything that the team has decided to do. Yeah, uh, in a similar fashion, or otherwise. Yeah, we'll, we'll just see how that goes. We haven't done anything yet, no. What's to say about how this league is a family, the way everyone's responding and reacting and supporting tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, that's uh, that's a great part about us as humans. We, we come to the rescue, which is, we probably need more of that, and uh, in a lot of different situations. But that one, for sure, was. You know, what, what kind of unity, love, you know, it's great. Coach, how do you go into this final game? If nothing had happened last week, you'd be going into the season finale, knowing in number one seed, knowing if you were playing starters, <clears throat> knowing whatever. So in light of what's going on, what the toll it's taken on each player, plus not knowing how all the cards are going to fall out according to the seeding, what is the approach mentally you take in this game? Yeah, so we we know whatever scenario we've got to go play to to try to win the football game. I mean, that's what we have to do. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered before. We would have still had to do that. So uh, that's what that's what we're gonna uh, do. And um, the players have worked through practice and done a nice job with it up to this point. So we'll go. At, we'll go two more. We'll go Nate and then Sam. Andy, you've been. Obviously, leading a head football team for 24 years, you've seen just about every scenario. From your vantage point, watching live like the rest of us, um, just what came to mind when you saw how Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor tried to both see what their players were going through, um, obviously digest their own feelings about the situation, and obviously the, the decision they came together to make. Yeah, I think it was great. I mean, it was the right decision. I, 
absolutely right decision. The game didn't need to go on after that. So um, I thought both of them together did a great job. Great leadership there. Last and one. with the league. So, and with the league. Last one, Sam. And you're obviously very sensitive to this situation. Also, play a game this weekend. Has it been difficult to, to turn the page and prepare this week for your own game? Well, you know, what we've done is we've tried to <clears throat> put our focus in on taking care of when we're doing the football part, taking care of the football part. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's where we've been at. So um, I, I think it was difficult that night in, in the morning, but, uh, um, you know, we, there were some positive reports that came out, um, and we're, we're pulling that direction. You know, we're trying to take a positive outlook on it the best we can <clears throat> in this situation. And the fact that he... DeMar is making some improvement, I think, is is great. And he's a strong kid. So, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're pulling the pulls all the way through it. So. All right. Thank you. Uh, that's Andy Reid out at Arrowhead uh, mentioning on McCall Hartman. We will see in terms of activating him coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Again, they have a roster decision to make there. And also maybe you need to make one when it comes to Harrison Butker. Uh, but let's go right back out to Arrowhead and hear from number 15, Patrick Mahomes. How are you doing? How is this? affected you, seeing what happened to DeMar, thinking about it, watching it, praying for him? Um, I think it affects everyone in this league in a, in a way where it really puts things in perspective. Um, we go out there every week, um, and I'm not going to say we take it for granted, but you go out there and you play a game that you love and you just enjoy it. Um, and you don't think about uh, things like that happening. And uh, whenever something like this happens, um, I think it impacts everybody. I mean, obviously, my prayers are with DeMar, his family, I'm the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals, everyone that was in attendance at that game. But, uh, I mean, it, it sent chills through, through my body when I was watching it. And um, all I did was just sit there and pray for him because that's all you can do when you, when you feel like you can't help. Um, and so, uh, like I said, uh, I've been watching updates just like everybody and trying to make sure that, uh, first off, that DeMar is, is healthy and he can get back uh, because at the end of the day, we're, we're people. We're not just players. And I think, uh, I think everybody understands that even more now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it, at the end of the day, it's a game. I think that's, we, we get lost in that sometimes because we have so much riding on it and we're trying to win championships and do all this different type of stuff, but it, it's a game. Um, and there's people playing it, and uh, uh, I think you just continue to look at that. And I think the players, we have a good understanding of that, or uh, hopefully you do. Um, but I think you get caught up through a season of just how can I get myself better to win a game um, instead of just taking it every single day and just taking it for what it is, and it's not promised. And so uh, uh, I think that's just it puts stuff in perspective for you. Um, um, but you still come you come to the building and you just have a greater uh, respect for the game and a greater respect for the people around you because they're giving everything they have every single time. Andy Reid said that you guys had a prayer with the team chaplain yesterday. Mm -hmm. Just got, How have you guys as a team kind of just kind of got yourselves – prepared not only to play a game Saturday, but also just to try to digest what you saw and try to move forward. Yeah, I mean, especially yesterday, it was hard. I mean, when you when you come back from watching that, that moment, I mean, I, I was staying, I was up all night because you're just on your phone, and I'm like on Twitter just hitting latest, just see if I can just see any more updates to see that he's in uh, better condition than the last time you had seen him. Um, but you get in the building, um, you get around your teammates, and you just, I mean, you just tell them how much you appreciate them because uh, you don't do that enough. Um, and uh, as you kind of get through this week, 
uh, you still have that at the back of your head. And, I mean, I'm at practice, and it's like the first thing I do when I get, get back in the, the building is you go look for updates or you ask Rick or you ask Coach Reed. Um, and uh, you try to do your job, um, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you can have that in the back of your mind because that's what's most important. You know, you guys should be playing today or Sunday or Saturday. Um, it, it's hard for me to say. I mean, it's it's not something where I can control it either way. Um, all I can do is is come in here and give everything I have in the building, um, and then when I go home, just appreciate my family. Um, and so. Uh, uh, I know there's a job to do, and you have to go in there and do it. Um, but at the end of the day, you just want to make sure, like I said, you want to make sure he's all right because uh, that's what's most important. Um, and like I said, it's a game that we all love and we all put everything we have into, um, but it's a game at the end of the day. All things considered, how difficult has it been to switch that switch into when you're practicing into football mode? Or does that serve you guys as maybe a helpful distraction just by getting back to work? Yeah, it can be a little bit of a distraction um, just because – you, when you're playing, you're focused on the play and everything like that. Um, but like you said, when you get to the sidelines or if you, um, when you're in between plays at practice, I mean, that's still there a little bit. Um, and so uh, all you can do is hope and pray that uh, you get good updates every single time one comes out um, and that uh, whenever he's healthy, uh, we, can, we can move forward and continue to play this game that we all love. Mike, you're pretty close, I think, to Josh. And, and I, I suppose to Mitch still also. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you've been in touch directly with either of those guys or any other. Guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I just texted them and said, and I was I was praying for them and their team. I mean, obviously it impacts us, but I mean, when they're guys that you go to work with every single day. You're brothers. I mean, people say it, but you are brothers. You see these people uh, more more than sometimes in your family, um, and so you you build this brotherhood. And I just wanted to let them know that uh, I'm doing whatever I can from far away to to pray for them and just be with them. And uh, um, I, luckily, they have great leaders over there, and I'm sure they they've grown even closer from this. And uh, they're going to continue to do whatever they can to help uh, Demar and his family. Patrick, how different is it going to be for everybody in this league when y'all just touch the field just for warmups or just leading up to the game this weekend? I mean, it's hard to say. Um, we're we're going to be the first game back, um, and so it's hard to say. I mean, you know there's a job that you have to do. Um, you put all this work in for months uh, to try to go out there and play your best football. Um, but when you get on that field, I'm sure it will be a, a little bit of a weird feeling because uh, it was such a scary incident um, that was terrifying uh, that I think everybody saw. Um, and so um, we, we'll see when we get out there, but uh, I, I know our guys will just get out there and hopefully when we get to play in the game again, it can be fun and everybody can enjoy it um, like uh, we have all, uh, our whole lives. Patrick, obviously injuries are a part of the game, and every time you go on the field you recognize that. But do you really think that when you go on the field that something like this could happen to you? I mean, people, people say it, and you've, you've seen uh, injuries happen uh, that have been – major injuries and stuff like that, but uh, I'd never seen anything where someone had been getting a CPR and stuff like that on the field. And I don't think it's it, – I don't know any of uh, any any of us have seen it. It's ha- it hadn't happened in such a long time. Um, and you don't think about that stuff when you're stepping on the field. You think about how, how can I win the game? How can I do this and this? And like I said, it puts in perspective that when you go on that field, um, that anything can happen. Um, and so um, – you got to take this game for what it is. You got to enjoy it, have fun, do it, leave everything you have out, out there. But at the same at the same time, it's just a game. And um, when we say that, we have to know that we that we're we're, we're going out there and we are putting our lives on the line. Um, and, and we, I think we forget that because we've done it so many times and nothing's happened. Okay, guys. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you.
All right, that was Patrick Mahomes out at Arrowhead. We're expected perhaps to hear from uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling in, in the next minute or so as well. If he steps up to the podium, we'll let you know, and we'll we'll head out there. Uh, so we'll get there in, in, in a couple of minutes. Uh, McColl, or not McColl, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes uh, saying there, Cody, which I, I can only imagine when you go back on, on the football field like that, yeah, he says probably going to be a weird feeling. It is the first game. The Chiefs will be the first game uh, since Monday Night Football I, and since that incident. I'm sure it will... Like it'll soften over time for players, but I'm I I imagine every every single player has those who like that moment of like, yeah, this is really dangerous. This this game is I, it's the same as like if you had kids, go you be like, I don't think football is the sport I want them to play, and you might have already felt that yes. way. Yes, but certainly in that moment, you're like, I'm not gonna let them play. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that can be the the awakening call of like, no. Sorry if you want to play football. That's not the sport I'm going to let you play because of what you see on the field. Because And it's I think it's always hard to, like, imagine. You've sat on, like, the – you've been, like, down really close or whatever. Like, it's anytime you were, like, really close to NFL players for a minute, like, just down in the practice field or, like, right down on the field or whatever for you, you realize just how fast all these things are happening, how hard they're getting hit, how fast everyone is running. Like, it's just all those things combined can really send the fear into you. And obviously, you know, we keep hoping for better updates. The most recent, or for, for more updates, the most recent update from Adam Schefter is that he's still in ICU in critical condition. Signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight, but he's still in the intensive care healthcare unit. So it's just a matter of, we're just kind of hoping now that they keep getting more information, like that more and more comes. It's hard, though, because like the entire league is in like limbo. Nobody knows if the regular schedule, after all this, nobody knows if the regular schedule is going to look the way that it normally does. Yeah, I mean, truly, you're at a point where all you can, if your other teams just like prepare the best you can for uh, the games this weekend that you're already scheduled to play. And then whatever decision comes Friday or whenever that is from the NFL, and if that has a trickle-down effect, so be it. But that's something you have to not, it's the best you can, not worry about yet and somehow focus in on your particular game for the Chiefs. Just somehow focus in on the Chiefs and Raiders. I mean, you heard from Patrick Mahomes saying that, like, whenever they get done with meetings or practice, he's constantly checking his phone, uh, trying to, to get updates and, and figure out the lays. I think that's kind of where a lot of people have yeah. been ever since, uh, ever since Monday night. What do you think? So the other part of the on-field stuff that Andy was talking about and Patrick, too, is is Andy being coy with McCool? Or are they really planning on not activating him? I, I kind of feel like well, there might actually be a decision here because – I, think I don't he's know still why you are playing gamesmanship right before the Raiders game with McCool Hardman. I think there's an actual decision to be made. Yeah, so they have till three, right? They have till three o'clock to activate him, which would require another roster move to make room on the 53-man roster. They have till three. I'm with you that I don't think they're down to the final uh, 90 minutes trying to figure out what that move is. If that's what you're saying, I'm, I'm with you. I'm pretty sure Brett Veach already knows whatever that decision is. I don't think they're truly waiting till three. I don't think he um, actually hadn't talked to Brett or talked to him. And if he had, I just put this way. He, he put it on Brett Veach. I'm as Brett Veach knows what he's doing uh, with that decision. Okay. We all know this. Now they chose for whatever reason, not to share that with anybody till three o'clock. They prefer um, to just release. He was out then. at practice today. Like, I still think he will be activated. If I, if you're asking me like, has I, have I changed based off of what Andy said there? And Andy's saying, we'll see. 
he says we'll see you Cody about a about every like about every injury. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I haven't heard yet. Yeah, we well, and sometimes it's Eric Berry, and they never play again. Yeah, and this other isn't, times this isn't the day that they literally have to make a decision by three. So we don't have to worry about this thing dragging on too long. Like they have to by three o'clock. There is no like because we'll he wouldn't even make a firm decision on if they're going to need a kicker for Saturday. Now I will say just because if McCole gets activated. Uh, at three, it doesn't mean he's playing Saturday. That's not an automatic. It just means no. that they think he'll be available at some point in the playoffs or could be available at some point in the playoffs. This would end up being a massively disappointing season for McCall Hardman, mostly just because of injury. Not not like he didn't play well when he played. He was fine. You know, he was McCall Hardman. He played a lot like McCall Hardman when he was on the field. He was probably on pace to be a similar caliber player as he had been in the previous years. He hadn't taken some huge jump but he was probably right on pace to where he had been as a receiver leading up to exactly that moment. Same yards per catch, pretty much the same yards per game as last year. A mm-hmm. little bit less, but you know, pretty much on pace. The, the disappointing part is that McCall Hardman in a free agency year would finish the season with 297 yards and didn't even get to play with his team in the postseason. And this is why I think <sighs> there's a that's better a tough, chance That's a tough day back. to get paid. Yeah, like I think there's a better chance of McCall coming, at, coming back to the Chiefs on a cheaper one-year deal again. If you're McCool, do you believe there's a better opportunity for you to get that big payday by coming back here one more year on a low end, you know, one year, $9 million with incentives, one year, 8 million with incentives, whatever, whatever the math has to be on that. You come back next year where maybe Juju's around, maybe he's not. But if you're McCool, you look at, Hey, I can, I think I can have a full season. I can put up numbers to where I'm still young enough. I can go get the deal that I want next, the following off season. I don't know what his decision is, but I think him coming back to Kansas City is more likely today on January 4th than what it was in early October. Just with the the Chiefs had such a such a good run of health. <laughs> kind of hoping all that stuff could continue, obviously. Um, you know, before we got to that point. But it is what it is. And the Chiefs are like the the playoff, no matter what, are gonna be kind of interesting for the Chiefs because we're stuck in a world where I don't know, is this the Deep, one of the deepest quarterback fields in NFL playoff history. I mean, by the time we start this playoffs, we might start feeling that way. It depends largely on how highly you think of Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence gold, but we know how good Josh Allen is. We know how good Patrick Mahomes is. We know that Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl last year. And this year, instead of all the other just, let's call them guys, who are in the postseason, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, who was certainly right at the end of his rope. At the, those were all playoff quarterbacks last year. This year, it's going to be the same three: Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. But instead of those guys, it'll be Herbert, and it'll be former number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence in his best season as a pro with a functional head coach. So there are, you know, there's a lot more movement than you think. All right, let's go back up to Arrowhead and hear from Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez scaling. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we we all play this game and we put our lives on the line, and you know to see one of our you know football brothers, um, you know, in this fraternity of, of football, go down like that and you know lose his life, um, it's it's hard. We put our lives on the line every single play, and a lot of people take that for granted, and um, it, it's tough to see. It's tough to sleep at night because that could have been any one of us. It could have been myself, any one of those guys in the locker room, um, and I think. Every football player, you know, around the, the country felt that. Andy Reid mentioned you guys had a team prayer yesterday. Just how is the team kind of unifying in, in your eyes, trying to get together? And, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh, it's tough, man, because, you know, we still have to go to work. And, um, you know, but we, we still feel that. 
you know, and um, it's not a second that goes by that you know we don't think about you know, us being in that position or how he's how he's doing or how his health is doing because you know any given play that could be any one of us. Um, so trying to balance you know getting ready for Vegas and you know seeing a, a young man fight for his life is is tough to do. Yeah, I mean obviously this is the a game you know that I love you know and I you know never take those you know games for granted. Um, you know I pray before I walk on the field every single Sunday um, or Saturday in this case um, just for you know my health and my teammates' health and everybody who plays these games uh, health. You know, so it's, it's still a, a dream of mine that I, you know, still take, you know, very serious. And um, obviously, you know, health is the first thing that we all think about when we step on the field. Um, but when you get out there and you start to, you know, put those fears and doubts, that's when more injuries happen. You know, so we try to take those worries and fears and anxieties out. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, our health is the most important thing. So. How important has it been to check in on each other just because you don't know how everyone handles you know, traumatic situations? No, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's more important now than ever. Because, um, you know, as, as football players, we're taught to be tough and um, not let anything affect us and have thick skin and, you know, battle through adversity. Um, but that was real life. You know, obviously, football is football. You can, you know, get on Twitter and let it, whatever anyone wants to say about you, about your gameplay, you know, not affect you, but when you see a young man, you know, fight for his life, you know, that's far more important. So I think just being able to call on your brother and say, hey, man, you can lean on me, you know, or, you know, hit me up if you need something is, is huge. As a, as a pass catcher, that's one of the more dangerous positions that you're playing. And, and so how important is it that you find a way to stay locked in the game Saturday just for your own safety and just making sure that you're okay? I mean, you just play the game how, you, how you've always played it. You know, that was a, a routine play. You know that no one would expect that to be the outcome of it. You know we thought it was a you know a normal play um, that we've seen a million times. You know so you can't go in there with with fears that that it can happen to you because it can happen to you, but it can happen to you on a on a routine play or a big hit. You know so it's it's a part of the game, um, but obviously we don't want to see anyone you know in that position ever again. You mentioned earlier on Twitter actually you mentioned that you don't. Nobody takes this stuff for granted sometimes with the game. Do you feel that sometimes we as fans and journalists and everything, sometimes you just step back and realize, all right, you guys are human. Do you feel that happens enough? Or No, I don't think it happens nearly enough. I think they see us as, uh, as numbers on a jersey playing for a football team, you know, their, their favorite team. And, you know, I respect that as, you know, as a fan, um, but we are people too. And I think that that gets lost um, in translation quite a bit. Um, because they forget that we're human beings with feelings and families and, and friends and emotions. And um, we're not just a number on the back of the jersey or Chiefs on the front of the jersey. Marquez, the Chiefs game will be the first game since this happened. And Patrick kind of confided that it might be weird stepping out on the field with mm -hmm. that. You kind of anticipate fighting some feelings, stepping out on the field and get yourself locked before you can get locked in? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's... Um, it's going to be, you know, high anxiety for, for both sides just because of what we've all just experienced, you know, five or six days prior um, where we all, you know, we're all locked in on the game to see what was going to happen. That was an important game for everybody. Um, and then to see it all just not matter anymore and see a young man fight for his life, there's obviously going to be some high anxiety in, in that regard. Okay. Thanks, Marquez. Thanks. All right, that's MVS. 
uh, talking out at Arrowhead. As you can tell, the, the tone obviously around whether it was Andy Mahomes and, and MVS see a little more subdued than, than normal considering the circumstances, balancing, getting ready for a football game, but also recognizing reality of w- what's going on around the league and these guys that uh, are putting their, their bodies on the line on, on a weekly basis uh, every, every time they go out on the football field. I've got to be a tough spot for them. Uh, as we know, the league doesn't just stop forever, and they're going to have to find ways to somehow – get through that, and I'm sure, as Mahomes said, it will be a little weird at first, and then eventually, uh, hopefully as time goes on and hopefully as we get better news on DeMar Hamlin, that will also ease, I think, some of the maybe, you know the, the concerns. doesn't ease the risk, but ease the concerns at least uh, for everybody out there if they get some good news before these games. Like, in a perfect world, we get an update as soon as possible, certainly before Saturday, uh, before these games start up again, that you know DeMar Hamlin uh, continues to have more progress and perhaps maybe at some point here very soon can get off of uh, a ventilator. I understand, like, MVS had taken to Twitter. That's what Harold Kuntz was asking him about mm-hmm. because he's like, hey, man, we're people. I I mean, I understand. Like, I get it, even in this business, right? We talk about players and their performance and those things. I try not to think of it as, like, I'm attacking them as a person. I don't try to attack their personal stuff. I try to attack their them as a player, right? Yeah. Like, your ability to play a sport. I know that it comes off as personal because we deal with – a lower extent, but we deal with some of that stuff via Twitter or a text line or those things when it comes through the commentary that you can do it. And it's hard not to take it personal. And I would hope that that's not the case, but I, I get what MVS is saying because this is a rude awakening. Like if you thought you were safe for a minute, you feel good. Fine. I know that it'll fade. Like, you know, like you'll feel safer and safer as you play and you're okay. And everything's okay. But it's just, I don't know how that couldn't be shaking. I mean, just like, like, especially if you play the sport professionally. I uh, did want to end the show on a little lighter note, though, before we hand things off to the drive. And by the way, uh, Bink in for CDOT today. So you'll have Jay Binkley uh, and also I think Pete Sweeney expected to join the drive at some point later on th- this afternoon. Now, I, I will say uh, there was some news that I got around you while I was gone oh, yesterday okay. that uh, I don't know how you could do anything that would cause a Hall of Famer, well, this, yeah. a well respected figure, I'll say in this community for sure. This community? Um, Maybe Manhattan. I think that's the part of this community as well. That'd be former K-State football coach Bill Snyder. Blocked you on Twitter. What could you okay. have done to okay. prompt that? I don't think I did anything, in fairness. Bill Snyder retweeted me. That retweet is still up. He then blocked me from Twitter. I don't know if he was trying to illuminate the tweet and then tell people that I am not a person worth following by blocking me. I honestly think he retweeted and he thought blocking me would get rid of the retweet. I didn't do anything wrong. I actually think, Nick, you should book Bill Snyder for this show. I think the two of us should discuss yeah, the fact that he's blocked he'll, yeah, no, he'll probably have no clue what the hell you're he talking okay. about. Me. All right, easy, guys. You guys, you're doing – now you're doing a little silent – Ages. No, I'm Cody's saying he's, doing he's not going to know ages. who the hell Cody is. I, he's because he's know. old? Because he's so, too no, old so to he's know? Not come on know. He's not so, going to know. Wait, he has to know who I am Disgusting. to come on with me? He's a kind man. I think you're going to, if you were to reach out truly and be like, hey, here's what happened. He'd be like, yeah, he didn't even know he retweeted. He didn't even know who you are. Cody who? Cody well, Rap? Why did he Cody block Rapp? me? Then ask him that. This is what I want to know, Bill. Cody's a prominent media member. What did I do? And has been for quite some time. I'm sure Bill Snyder knows exactly who he is. That's why he retweeted his stuff. I've never gotten a handwritten letter you from can, him, though. You can help Bill Snyder out in a simple way. He blocked you because he wanted to get rid of your tweet. All you have to do, delete okay, your first, tweet, and it disappears from Bill Snyder's timeline. Why do I owe Bill Snyder a favor? A man who has blocked me on Twitter. Because of your inappropriate tweet. 
inappropriate in what way making fun of you just you're making fun of a college athlete you've never been critical of a college athlete it's different being critical than like outwardly making fun of you just posted a gif of like somebody trying to kick a ball i just can't imagine like, there's, there's a lot of people i would have guessed that maybe hanging you've, you've upset <laughs> I the fact that bill snot honestly let me ask you something cody do you even try on twitter the hell's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Do you even try, or are you just like, oh, let me just make fun of this kid? He missed a f- he missed a kick, so let me find some embarrassing gift to tweet make, out. Make so fun can, of some twenty so year old kid. Chase some retweets and likes at the expense it of was, some twenty one so year old nobody, kid. Just to be clear, nobody else in the history of Twitter ever makes jokes. What about ism? This, what about ism? This was ever. Ten, what about ism? What ten, about ism? <laughs> this was at ten fifty five on New Year's Eve. And you took the time to go and make fun of a 20-year-old college kid. Sad. It is it, sad? Honestly, it is sad. And then Bill Snyder retweeted it, which was clearly not an endorsement. What? It was, was it? accidental. It's not my fault. And Actually, you, if anything, Bill Snyder agrees with me making fun of college kids. And he said, hey, kickers. how do I get rid of Cody's tweet? And he said, Bill no, Snyder just block, also just block this Cody, Cody Tap kid. He thought by retweeting me and then block me, that would get me to delete it? This is a or long play? he thought play? he would remove it from his timeline. And it didn't, which I'm asking you to delete that tweet, and it'll go away from Bill Snyder's I'm timeline. I'm asking you to as well. Wait, so I'm officially being requested to delete this tweet. Yes. The final word. From you and Nick. Not I mean, you can, look, he's made you, have, you have one day. Even though he's not the, <laughs> the head coach at K-State anymore, if you reach out to K-State Media Relations, explain the situation, and see what happens. Say, so I'd like to speak to Bill or on the like, record. Hey, uh, can you just let him know, delete it? Could you imagine requesting them to have Bill Snyder unblock you from Twitter? Say, I'll delete the tweet if Bill you know unblocks how hilarious me. that is? He doesn't even work for them anymore, though, you know? He still does stuff for them. Come on, man. I guarantee you get some kind of salary from K-State. Someone says, something. by the way, Cody can make fun of them now that they have an NIL deal. Wait, that's where we're at now? Now that, that they make marketing money, they can that's be true. made They're fun professionals. Of? They make money. So. How much do you think that kicker's getting? <sighs> I don't know. I bet, like, every Ohio 50K? State, every single Probably player on Ohio K. State's roster is getting paid something. We're back at it tomorrow, guys, from 10 to 2. Up next, it's The Drive. Jay Binkley in for CDOT. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at G. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.